Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom on Israel forever. 1 Samuel 13, 13. Dear God, your ways are much better than ours. Sometimes we let our feelings tell us what to do instead of just listening to your voice. Please help us to remember that your word is truth and you can give us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. With you, we have everything we need. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. Saul and Samuel. In our last story, we learned how Saul gathered the Israelites and defeated the Ammonites. Then the people made Saul king at Gilgal. In this story, we will learn how Samuel confronts Saul for not obeying God's commands, as inspired by the book of 1 Samuel. Hi there, this is Joya Sadler. Thanks for joining me today and listening to the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. Today we're going to hear about a pretty big mistake made by Saul. We're also going to talk about feelings and why they shouldn't control our actions. It's going to be great, so listen up. When Saul became the next king of Israel, Samuel said goodbye because he was getting old and did what the people asked of him. A short time later, the people of Israel had to go to the people ruling them, the Philistines, to get iron tools for farming. The Philistines did not allow any blacksmiths in Israel because the Philistines did not want the people of Israel to make weapons for war. But Saul and his son Jonathan were able to have iron swords and spears. Saul, as the new king, gathered an army of 3,000 men and gave Jonathan 1,000 of them. Jonathan went and attacked a Philistine outpost as an act of war. The Philistine army came to Israel in reaction to Jonathan's attack and was made up of 6,000 men on horses, another 3,000 armored men riding behind the horses, and a countless number of ground troops. Saul's army was terrified when they saw this massive army head into their land. The majority of the men didn't even fight. They ran for their lives, hid in nearby caves, rocks, and wells. Others entirely fled the country, and some even joined the Philistines' army. But the prophet for Saul's army, Samuel, told Saul not to attack until a sacrifice was made. Samuel told Saul to meet at a specific place and wait for Samuel to come. So Saul waited for Samuel. One day goes by, no Samuel. A second and third day goes by, still no Samuel. Saul waited for five more days, 
and on the seventh day of Saul waiting for Samuel, Saul decided he could not wait any longer. Saul set up what he needed for the sacrifice and then offered up the sacrifice. As soon as he was finished, Samuel arrived at the location. Before Saul could greet Samuel, he said, What have you done? Saul replied, The Philistines are going to attack us. My army is leaving me, and you didn't come for seven days. I took it upon myself to make the offering to the Lord. Samuel said, You fool! I was testing you. You failed. If you had trusted God and waited on God, he would have established your kingdom forever. Samuel turned around and left Saul, and Saul counted his men. The two thousand men Saul had before turned into six hundred. The Philistines had camped on top of a cliff, which allowed them to control a vital pass that ran below the cliff. So Saul took his army and camped on a cliff on the other side of the pass. And we thought things were going so well. Today's story was a little sad as we had to say goodbye to Samuel, who proved to be a wise, strong leader for God's people. And on top of that, Saul began showing his true colors, and we get a glimpse of who he is on the inside. This story shows Saul as prideful, impatient, and stubborn. And we see his son Jonathan as very brave and strong. But God's people, not so brave. We find them running, hiding, and even joining the army of their biggest enemies. I guess you could say that they were the opposite of brave. Samuel told Saul to wait for him because to prepare Israel for battle, Samuel needed to lead them in an offering to God. Saul agreed, that is, until he didn't want to wait any longer. He was so antsy to get to the battle that he decided to do things his way, not God's way. And well, that never turns out well. Saul offered a sacrifice to God, something only a priest was supposed to do. And Saul was a king, not a priest. When Samuel finally showed up after seven long days, he was pretty surprised and frustrated at Saul. How could you take matters into your own hands and not obey God? How could you think you knew better than God? Couldn't you have just waited one more hour? Those must have been some of the questions Samuel was asking Saul. Saul's answer was that his people were scattering, Samuel was taking too long, and well, he just felt like he had to do it. And that's where Saul went wrong. You see, Saul let his feelings tell him what to do, rather than simply obeying what he already knew was right. Did you know we do this a lot? When we experience feelings we don't like, such as sadness, anger, hurt, or fear, we do anything we can to not have to feel those feelings. It's good to talk about our feelings and feel them, and we shouldn't ever pretend they aren't there or that they're not real. But there are times in life when we have to hold on to what God says instead of what our feelings are saying. For instance, let's say you wake up tomorrow and you just feel grumpy. You stomp into the kitchen, snap at your mom, and feel mad for no good reason. 
Then you remember a verse you read the night before about having a joyful heart. At that moment, you can ask God to give you His joy for the day. You can trust that He will help you change your attitude and turn your feelings around. Or maybe one day you're feeling so happy you can't stand it. You tried out for a team and you made it, and you just want to jump up and down all day long. But your best friend didn't get on the team. You are with your friend and your friend is crying. In moments like that, you might need to tell your happy feelings to hold on for a minute. You might need to be quiet and focus on caring for your friend. Saul let his feelings get the best of him, and he disobeyed God in the process. Let's learn from his mistake and always trust God's word over our feelings. Thanks for listening so well today. Next time, Saul's son Jonathan is bursting on the scene as a strong and brave warrior. He also loves God and is very wise. I think you're going to like him. Can you say it with me? The Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. If this podcast brought you joy and seems like a valuable tool for kids and parents alike, please share it with someone you care about. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more inspiring stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.